Moses set off, threading a zigzag path past ancient trees, whose craggy forms and shapes seemed somehow human, faces made of bark, past hanging strands of ivy, twisted vines, until we reached what seemed a natural temple, a tree that was a woodland in itself, with branches sideways grown and back to earth, sowing new roots. Paying it reverence, Moses bowed down and picked up from the ground a fallen branch. I shall take this, he said. You take my staff. At first I was reluctant, for who was I to hold the staff of Moses while he held rotten wood? But so intent was he, I neither questioned nor refused. Within the tree's main trunk, wide as a door, and canopied behind a veil of vines, there was an entrance. Moses stepped inside. I followed him into this darkened space, then through the other side, a natural archway, another veil of vines, when suddenly I was enveloped by a dazzling light. We too were standing on Mount Carmel's slope, squinting before the glare of midday sun, surrounded by a rabble perched on rocks of noisy birds, not sweetly chirping as the woodland kind we'd left behind, but cackling, cawing cacophony of carrion crows, raucous unruly magpies, jays and jackdaws. Then Moses raised the branch he had been holding and threw it to the ground. Tradition tells of miracles he wrought with his own staff. It turned into a snake, made water flow from rock, parted the sea. But what could this remnant, covered in moss and waterlogged, I was embarrassed as the stick lay still. Nothing was happening. I thought the reason must be because he did not use the one true staff. I tried to give it back to him. He raised his hand to stop me. Your great act must follow. Patience, man. We kept our eyes fixed on this lifeless stump of wood until, and almost imperceptibly at first, the bark turned into scales and it moved, writhing and slithering as a body grew. More than a snake, this creature sprouted wings and legs, and quickly grew until it stood the height of three men, fearsome to behold. It bellowed loud, fanning its wings, and trod so heavily that all the mountain trembled. Its skin was grey, its eyes translucent globes. I feared this thing, but how much more, when from its mouth a legion brood of vipers fell, all squirming there in hissing unison. Whereat the crowd of crows surrounding us, stirred by the spectacle, their throats extended, crescendo to a feverish pitch of hooting. I backed toward the tree through which we'd come, longing again for that luxuriant forest, the moss-covered ravine, the waterfall. Fear not, said Moses as he touched my arm.